0: Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler.
1: We continue sto- It's 8.08, and it's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We continue Stormwatch. Uh, Brian Hausworth keeping us updated on that. Tony Lupo says, if you're in Jefferson City, um, John Marsh's beat... What, a couple of inches and then maybe three inches in Columbia area and four inch, four to six in Macon and go norther and more snow, right? And
2: and six by the Friday
1: storm. Yeah. Wow. Now, is that cumulatively or is that an additional? Did we clear that up? I think that was uh, additional. Wow. So it could As you be, say,
3: they're two separate storms. So. Wow.
1: So it could be a total of, you know, wow, we could be looking eight to 12 inches. Wow. Holy cow. Wow. Wow. Well, we're waiting for Blaine Lutkenmeyer to call us. We had him scheduled to be on at eight ten this morning. Normally, he's with us the first Monday of every month, but of course, last Monday was uh, you know New Year's Day, so uh, he should be here. So we hope that he will be uh, he will be coming on somehow. Um, but in the meantime, I have a question for you, Hannah and John. We like to keep our decorations up inside and outside for a long time. Because a lot goes into the the execution of putting those out, and this year I bought a lawn angel, beautiful, glittering, long angel, sweeping with a sweeping skirt, uh, and glittering. She still remains. I wonder if she'll withstand the big winds. <laughs> I also have a couple of she might uh, take
3: flight. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I,
1: I like the uh, I like the uh, the deer. The the <laughs> you're going to love this producer, Hannah. <laughs> the 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 buck chasing you know in sort of like behind the doe right oh waving his head and the doe is you know eating the grass he's he's courting her you might say stalking her as bucks and does will do um they're still up my big santa is still up on the porch i don't know if i should get them off the lawn should i leave them up or get them off the lawn i don't know what to do
3: uh, I mean, if you want them to be able to be displayed next
1: yeah? Christmas, you think they'll short out?
3: Uh, Maybe. I w- I would put them up.
1: John, do you have an opinion on this? Yeah, probably about time to take them down. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Maybe I at least bring them in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. We're uh, Helene's out. So Helene, my wife is freaking out because she has to go into Lambert tonight to fly out to meet my daughter. Because my daughter's having terrible, terrible, and not feeling really well. And she's got a couple of uh, the young ones out there. So she's going to go out and help. She's freaking out because there might be a little snow on the way in. I said, it's 3 o'clock you're going to be heading out. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I got a, I got a room at the airport, a Holiday Inn for her. There's a, I said, you can wear your, she's going to North Carolina. I said, you can wear your flip-flops. And, you know, just because they never have snow out there. And you'll be covered in the, the, the shuttle will get you to the terminal. It's funny how people get anxious over the snow.
3: I am one of those people. Are you really? Yes. Yeah. Well, well only if I have to drive somewhere.
1: You don't drive a f- snow-friendly vehicle, right?
3: I'm in an SUV, so it's oh, not... Oh, man. It's not the worst. All-wheel but, drive? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh,
1: yeah, you should be in it, good this shape. This will be
3: my first winter in this car, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, uh, When I was a teenager... My mom, the first time she let me drive on roads that were just a little bit icy, <laughs> I put my car in the ditch. <laughs> so I learned, I learned the hard way yeah, that if happens. you start to slide on the ice, you don't slam on the brake.
1: <laughs> All right. Now, wait a minute. Hey, you go, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Doug says, my birthday's on the 16th of January. Call us on your birthday, Doug. I never take down my decorations until after. Go Randy. We usually get around to it sometime around Valentine's Day. Maybe Super Bowl. Maybe during the during the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, you know, a couple of weeks before. I like that. I like it up. And, you know, there's a story in, uh, I don't know, one of the national newspapers about people leaving their Christmas tree up, but turning it into a seasonal tree, a Valentine's mm-hmm. tree, a patriotic tree, a, you know, memorial tree. So, I don't know. I think things are a-changing. You never know. Now, Sandy says get my outdoor lawn uh, ornaments uh, picked up. Bill says, after the epiphany, Christmas decorations should come down. I mean, Walmart already has Valentine's out. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh,
3: well. I think they had those out, you know, December 25th at noon.
1: <laughs> when people were buying Valentine's
0: Stanley cups. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh. <laughs> that was a <at>
0: target.
1: <laughs> okay. Any, any change in the in the forecast not Brian?
0: any big change right now i do want to mention something um, that is deeply troubling um, that secretary ashcroft yes, has tweeted in yes, new that news. he's saying that his home was swatted last night this is on on a tweet from secretary ashcroft i'll just read it to you my home was just swatted my family and i are safe I am grateful to Jefferson City Law Enforcement for the professionalism with which they handled the situation. So not a whole lot of details. John, John, for our Eagle listeners, I'd love to later, I know you're swamped with snow too, but I'd love to get a voicer on this one. I think this is definitely Yeah, newsworthy. we're going to follow up
2: on that. We were just yeah. getting a little wind yeah. of it and, now.
0: And again, very very early. You look at some of the comments, obviously, even people that criticize Ashcroft don't like his politics. They're you know, saying this, although one person says he's been a hideous attorney general, and uh, but that said nobody should be swatted. Well, he's not the attorney general, he's the secretary of state. Very important to note. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's he's, always he, the
3: ones who are so critical that have all the details wrong,
0: yeah. And yeah, and he's he's never been attorney general. His father was attorney general, that's close to 40 years ago, but uh, but yeah, he said his home was just swatted. We don't have a whole lot of details uh, on that, but uh, it's one of those things that you just uh um, You know, you hear more and more about people being being swatted, but that is something we will keep an eye on, and I know John John is as well. Very quickly on the weather, I thought Tony Lupo did a very, I thought, very powerful. John, I'm glad you asked him about Friday. I thought that was important, although I'm trying to focus a lot on this one, but it's worth mentioning Friday, but he thinks six inches, obviously, but he thinks Columbia is closer to two to four. Jeff sitting one to three with this first one, but just to our north in Moberly, they could get anywhere from six to eight. Eight, uh, potentially, making as well. So it's just something we're going to have to keep a close eye on. We will continue to keep a close eye on that.
1: We are in a political season. We say it every time, but it appears as though this may be one of the most pivotal election seasons in this general election. And it's going to be all through the states as mm-hmm. well. I mean, uh, the state and local elections. I think at this time, when there's so much division in our country, um, You know, what are the big issues and, and how do they affect us? Well, I think the national issues, because there's more and more consolidation of power and money at the national level. After all, the six richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C. Wonder why that is. Lamborghini and Maserati, Maserati capital of the world, right? They also have some of the
0: poorest people. um, They do, do. And I
1: think that, that, some actually depicts what's going on in our country right you've got an you've got an oligopoly essentially businesses we talked about it with the customer service bit if you didn't hear that before the eight o'clock hour customer service is abysmal why because there's consolidation in healthcare, in communications in tech and they just can say hey deal with it there's just a few of us competition is small at any rate um number one issue i believe will again as it was in 2016 be the border why is the border important to us you're seeing it now. The mayor of Denver is complaining, Chicago mayor. It's not going to be long between, before St. Louis, Kansas City, and yes, I would, I would posit Columbia, Jefferson City. We will be feeling the impact of immigration. The other day on Deface the Nation, Margaret Brennan tried to give raz and tried to give the left-wing woke and, frankly, justified why, what, what Donald Trump says is, I think, partially true. The enemy of the American people is often the legacy media. Here's Margaret Brennan and Mike Johnson, just a bit of a 28 minute interview.
4: Even go through the deportations that you would like to see happen without the funding to actually have the process function. I mean, well, ICE has the capacity to hold 40,000 beds. That's not nearly matching what you're describing
5: in a triage situation you have to stop the flow first before you can uh, commence with the uh, with the surgery and okay. we are hemorrhaging here and everyone knows it D-
1: did you know that in this so the left continues to play beat this drum that the problem with our system is once the termites in the house we're not hiring the exterminator to get rid of them and the repairman to repair the the, the eaten up door frames and 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 floor joists Mm. And Mike Johnson repeatedly said, the problem is keeping them out. What happened to remain in Mexico? Biden did away with that. What happened to stopping catch and release? He reintroduced Mm -hmm. catch and release. I mean, I'm going to, I want to post this interview on the Wake Up Mid-Missouri side. This was a brilliant, Mike Johnson is the right man at this time as Speaker of the House. I mean, this guy nailed it. And he just, everything that she threw at him, he respectfully, in a measured but very firm way, brought it he said stop the bleeding we don't need more attorneys we don't need more uh, uh, detention facilities we need to stop them at the door you don't wait until the criminal is inside your door to call the police if you know they're out on your on your lawn hmm.
0: We are seeing, I've noticed this too, I, I you know, there's been so many of those, I'm glad you're going to, I'm glad you played the clip there. Um There was an interview that an NBC reporter did with Vivek Ramaswamy, I don't know if you saw that last week, where um he really, really fired back at her, but she was, she was interrupting him um a number of times. And what we're seeing in a lot of these more traditional, whether it's the Sunday shows or these talk shows, is we're seeing a lot of the hosts. Uh, I see it more and more interrupting the newsmaker, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. There, yes. not necessarily listening to what they say. You contrast that with Tim Russert and the way that he uh, hosted, uh, or Bob Schieffer um, from from Face the Face the Nation and Tim Russert. I I thought their styles were, and they were tough on both sides. Um, I I I thought we learned more. In those more um, in in, the, in those uh, traditional yeah. settings, I thought I thought that I, you learned more. Um, but, uh, you know, the MSNBC audience, they get mad if their hosts even have a Republican uh, on. You see that on That's Twitter. Right. They That's get right. mad. They, they were furious that Kristen Welker had uh, former President Trump on. But it was she was pretty tough on him. I thought she did a fair job on that. But, um, you know, um, in there, I'm sure Fox has, um, if they were to have Chuck Schumer on, I'm sure the Fox audience probably wouldn't care for that either. Well, um, we've seen Stephanopoulos go after doesn't matter who it is, on a
2: regular basis Correct.
0: over the years on this week he, and, and he has he certainly uh been tough on on democrats as well but it's just it's 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 a different era it J- really is uh we're
1: uh, we're told that blaine lukemeyer uh will join us at eight thirty five. okay at eight okay. he'll be with us i'm trying to get in touch with um john ash Ashcro- uh, jay ashcroft's people to see if he can join us at eight forty five. uh we may have to wait until later in the week to find out about him being swatted john marsh a uh, text a listener texas and says what is swatting
2: Swatting is when basically just what it sounds like when somebody makes a fake call to law enforcement and gets a SWAT team to respond through whatever, you know, domestic violence or or a murder or someone's been shot. It's But it's by the name of it, it's it's what it sounds like.
1: Basically, a fake call uh, to get SWAT team to yeah. show up. And it's it, terrifying for the residents of the home. Well, it happened it to Marjorie is. Taylor Greene. It's happened to
0: others nationally. And John's absolutely right And it. they could call in and say that there's an active shooter there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and a very important, Mr. A- we don't know the specifics of it, but Ashcroft says the professionalism, the JCPD J- displayed, uh, is significant. Uh, we know, um, and I think it's fair to say, everybody knows it, that Jay Ashcroft lives in Jefferson City. But I am troubled that they would know his actual address. Uh, that is a, uh, that's not supposed to be, that's not supposed to be public knowledge.
1: Whether it's hate on on social media whether it is um, hate, actionable hate like this, I, we've got to turn down the temperature, folks. It's fine to go after someone in their issues, the issues. But to go and, and, and threaten people's family to have veiled threats like this, false flag operations like this, that you call on someone. That, I don't know. I, again, I go back to it. Call me law and order, Randy. We, if there was swift, certain, and severe punishment, John Marsh, that would last about one more swatting. And that'd be it. But instead, the legal system unfolds. It takes years to get someone prosecuted and put in jail or, you know, consequences. Drives me crazy, brother. Drives me crazy.
2: Well, it's one of those kind of deals, too. If it came in from, a, you know, like a burner phone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you track them down? I mean, we're getting word now that... uh Four GOP lawmakers in Missouri were squatted over the Christmas outlook period.
1: Okay, we're going to have to do a story on this and cover this as a segment in the upcoming days. This is going to get too hot and heated. Coming up, uh, the morning bell. We'll figure out what's going on in the markets and in the business world. Stay there, please.
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri from anywhere in the world by downloading our app for free.
1: Time for the Daily DC Rundown. You know, there was a, I would say, a mini bear, a koala bear run-up at the end of the year. And a little tepid last week. Today, some mixed messages. The Dow down futures, down 140, just a few minutes ahead of the bell. And the S&P 500 up three and a half. What's going on? I think I know. Remember that door that fell off of an Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX? Yep. That, that'll
2: put a, put a dent in your, <laughs> in your Boeing
1: stock, I'll bet. <laughs> you, you bet. And so, of course, Boeing I must be on the Dow. I don't know. But the Dow Jones is, of course, a limited group and probably not a fair arbiter of how the market at large is going to do. Uh, so the S&P 500 up, the Dow down, largely on the wings of the now-clipped wings of Boeing 737 MAX. I don't think a lot of airlines are really flying the MAXs anymore, but they've been grounded.
2: And uh, the MAX 800, now the MAX 900, and those are the ones, yeah, that they have.
1: Had some real,
2: deadly problems with.
1: You know, I asked a a a, a flight attendant about that when we were traveling last, and they they said, you know, really, it's not a big deal anymore. And I talked to a pilot since then, said that you know they corrected that was largely a training and simulation and whatever. It was a technical, yeah, was a software deal. Was a software deal. It's not anything wrong with the plane. Boeing doesn't build a faulty plane. It was software, software. Hannah, you techie young people, software, <laughs> software, you love your software, you love your electronics, you love your technology, but John and I, when, when the, uh,
3: I see you punching around on that iPhone in there, doctor, <laughs> don't give me that crap, okay? When the,
1: oh, give me, oh man, give me a paper chart, a dictaphone, <laughs> oh, oh, <what>? someone named <laughs> Mabel typing in the back room, and watch me see patients, watch me see patients.
2: I remember, when was it? Gosh, I guess it was last year, and they had a major, they had a hack at Capital Region Medical Center in Jefferson City, Mm -hmm. and I talked to the, the chief of staff over there, and he said their biggest challenge was... They had all the documents and everything, you know, the, all the, the paper trail to, you know, admit patients and all. But a lot of the younger staffers
1: didn't know how to use them. <laughs> That's right. And, and the problem is also, when I'm presented with that, it's like, what are we going to do? We don't have the old, tra- we don't have, like, have you heard of taking a history? Have you talked to the patient? The only place this comes in is when someone comes in in the emergency department and they're comatose. You know, they can't communicate, which is rare. And even then, you can evaluate someone. You know, there's stuff you can do. People have those bracelets that they wear. So, uh, okay, so we will be talking to Blaine Lutkemeyer, right? Want to make sure. Correct. We promised Blaine... For real
3: this time.
1: The real... Blaine Lutkemeyer coming up at 8.35 here, just after a few minutes on the news on Wake Up Mid Missouri. We continue to watch uh, Snow Watch uh, 2024 as we get going with the first of two storms this week. With producer Hannah John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, I'm Randy Tobler. So glad you're here. Really, really th- appreciate your listening.
0: Freedom of speech, practiced here daily, and perfected on the podcast. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
1: Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri on this Monday morning. Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer joins us now, and uh, hot off the announcement of... uh, of his retirement from Congress, I think a, a bombshell that has made national news certainly stirred up politics in Missouri, and uh, it's great to talk with you. Thanks for joining us, Blaine. Thanks for being with us.
4: Yeah, my pleasure. Just Randy this morning, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yep, yep. Just me and Hannah and John Marsh and Brian Houseworth well, yeah. will be joining us. So, uh, what uh, for those who maybe just be uh, just catching up on your announcement? Um, what motivated the announcement? You've served for a long time, have high standing in the uh, in the Congress, lots of seniority, a Financial Services Committee, a pivotal position, chairmanship there. What uh, what led to the decision? If you don't mind sharing?
4: Sure. No, I, I'm going to be 72 years old in May. And my health is very good yet, and uh, if I retire, I'll be able to enjoy my retirement because my health is good. And so, if I wait another two, three terms at my age, things can happen, and you may wind up just sitting on the porch and watching the sunsets. So, I thought uh, I've got you know three kids and seven grandkids and. I think it's uh, this is my 24th year of public service and uh, my 16th year in Congress, and just thought that uh, if I'm going to retire, this is the time to do it. Otherwise, I probably wait about two, or three more terms. Um, you know, I've got to set up so that I could probably be the next chairman of the Financial Services Committee in the House. But um, I think it's probably more important to come home and be a father and a grandfather again and uh, relieve some of the weight off my wife's shoulders that she's been bearing for the last. 16 years, So um, it's a very personal decision. It has nothing to do with what's going on in Congress at all. Uh, this is about me being able to enjoy my later later years um, as a result of um, my age and my, you know, my continued good health.
2: Congressman, you and I go way back to your days as uh, state representative, to your time as the director of the Missouri <laughs> Division of Tourism. Heck, back to the manager of the St. Elizabeth Crawdads. <laughs> talk, to us, talk to us about highlights oh, you in your are, career, Blaine. I'm going back
5: a long way there, John. <laughs> uh, I,
2: talk I'm to sorry, us I, about highlights.
4: About what, Yeah,
2: Maybe highlights in your career.
4: Oh, well, you know, people immediately when they ask that question think I'm going to give them an answer that, you know, all the different bills and things that I was able to pass and stuff like that. But actually, you know, the real highlight is when you can make a difference in somebody's life. And that comes with the constituent work that you do. I mean, we had a number of situations where we were able to help disabled veterans who couldn't get anything done with the VA and got them their disability checks. And not just their disability check, but their back amount of pay that they were due because the the VA was giving them all sorts of problems. One guy even got about $300,000. They just kept messing with him, messing with him for years. And so, for us, to make that sort of a difference in one life is very, very important, I think, because that's what you're there for. you're there to help your constituents have access to the the services of the government and so yeah, I've had a lot of legislative successes i mean we I'm somebody that actually legislates we've got a few folks in Congress right now that only want to do grace hell and throw rocks. they don't they don't really want to do the hard work, which is legislating but yeah i've had a I had a bill that um we formed HUD for the first time in over 20 years and had 62 different provisions, worked with a manual cleaver on it, and uh, <clears throat> it was actually the first rule bill, which is a bill that can actually be, um, comes out of the Rules Committee and, and can be uh, amended on the House floor, the first time in over 25 years that we had a rule bill to go to the floor without an amendment and passed unanimously in the House and unanimously in the Senate. I mean, that's, that's a hell of an achievement and for that i I got the award for the most effective legislator in congress one year so yeah i mean we had a lot of other legislative successes um i was a part of the ppp program that uh, half a dozen guys that designed that thing and uh, it was very successful saved millions of uh, people's jobs and millions of small businesses there was a there was a small hiccup with it and I told them we are going to get it because you let the fintech companies into it. But other that aside, it was a very successful program. So yeah, I mean, we've, uh, I've been in the middle of a lot of different, um, uh, different activities there in Congress, uh, because of my seniority and, um, you know, the, the committees I'm on, uh, a lot of it doesn't get a lot of press because, um, uh, Financial services is kind of a yawner when it comes to all the things that go on, but the really, really important stuff comes out there because it allows you access to credit, allows the communities to grow. Uh, they're on the small business committee and fought hard to make sure that the rules and regulations get pushed back. And I was the guy that pushed back on Operation Choke Point and got that stopped. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we've, we've had a, a very, I think, successful career, and I think we made a difference. And I think when you go to Congress... Uh, that's what you hope to do, make a difference in the lives of the people that you represent, and the state you represent, and the people of this country.
1: In the wake of the announcement of his retirement, Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer <laughs> joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning.
0: Randy, thank you. Appreciate you uh, joining us live. We thank you for your service. Of course, first elected to the Missouri House back in 1998, and uh, G- Governor Mel Carnahan was the governor at that time. And elected to the Congress for your first term in 2008. I I, I like the approach you talked about constituent services, and I want to focus on that rather than the politics and I want to look at the overarching thing and I want people to listen closely to what the congressman had to say because I talk all the time about constituent services that's what they do it's not guns and abortion folks even though that's important its constituent services that they get the most calls about and it doesn't matter congressman who the president is we've always had these issues with these federal agencies my question is simple why does it take a person from the public, a citizen, to have to call their congressman to get their veterans' benefits. Why is that necessary? That's terrible.
4: Well, I can tell you it's the same problem we have when I was a state rep, you have some bureaucrats who think that they are little gods within their little fiefdom there, the little bureaucracy, and they they're going to do what they want to do regardless of what the legislature says. Hmm. And so you just have to push back on that kind of mentality can't let them get away with it. You uh, rock the boat and shake the shake the system up whenever you go in and explain to them that you, you know, I get pretty frank with them. So, you know what, There's you and I got the same job. You look at you and say, what do you mean? I say, we both serve the public. And right now, you're not serving the public, you're in a way. <laughs> and it's going to stop. And so we have a heart-to-heart, and when that happens, um, um, because I am the legislator, I have the upper hand, uh, we get things done. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to take a hardball approach. Sometimes you can reason with them, but um, we at the end of the day do have power over their budgets. And whenever that power is exerted, why we can get things done. So, but it's their attitude toward the people that they're supposed to be serving. This is what really frosts me with these people. Uh, there's a lot of great people in the bureaucracy, in the government, in the administration, both administrations, back when I was a state rep, that administration. Sure. But there's also a bunch of jerks. Let's be honest. And those jerks think that they own that little little world that they live in. And they don't. They forget the real reason for that, for that agency. And that's to help people or help communities or help states, whatever the agency may be. And when you lose that focus, and that's my job, Wake him up. You're gonna
1: be focused. Mm. No doubt, power is a dangerous thing because it can be abused. It can be used in the proper way, um, and let's let's pivot on that uh, on that pillar, um, recognizing that uh, there are limitations, and you wield it when you need to, and you hold back when you don't uh, have the authority or shouldn't. Um, have you thought about if, how, when, and in which way you're going to calibrate an endorsement to replace you. As uh of course this has changed, this has just really thrown into total upheaval with the the politics here in Missouri.
4: Well, I'm going to wait till we get, you know, past the end of March, which is when the the filing period ends and see ones who has stepped up and put their name on the line to be the next congressman and um you know, I, I want the, the, the citizens to be engaged in this. I've got a lot of phone calls already from a lot of good people who are interested in serving. And um, I think there's a number of them that could be capable of doing the job. There's a couple that couldn't, but um, they'll get weeded out shortly. But uh, I think uh, let's see what the, what the field looks like, and then we'll go from there. But I think um, at this point, uh, let's, let's let everybody make their own decision in their own way and with all the information they can get and uh, see what happens.
1: All right, sounds great. As the session gets underway here, uh, the uh, your last uh, session as a congressman, I'm sure there's a lot of business that you'd like to see get done, despite the divided Congress, and uh, we'll be interested in following those uh, issues with you as time goes on. Hope you'll be joining us, as you have in the past, every uh, every month at the beginning of the month. We look forward to the next conversation.
4: Yeah, I, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to be with all of my constituents and to talk to them directly through uh, your station, uh, Randy and John this morning, and um, it's and Brian. And it's been uh, been an honor to serve them over these years. We look forward to this coming year. Uh, we want to run through the uh, through the tape here at the through the finish line and uh, make sure we make a difference. Uh, continue to make a difference for our citizens of our district and our state. And, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to get the information to them, Uh, directly from me through you so it's it's great to have this opportunity and i want
1: to take the opportunity to thank you whether it's been (laughs) on my radio station when you were my representative in st louis uh because i was living in northeast missouri but doing a station uh, show there whether it's been here um you know you've taken some barbs and arrows and taken them nobly and uh answered things with candor and uh, i think that's all we can ask we really appreciate that so much look forward to it going going forward
4: Thank you, Randy. it was fun. Take All care. Right. All right. You thank too,
1: you, Congressman. And uh, uh, Thank was... you very, very much. Powerful interview, and I'm sure we'll be following up with that. And he indicated that he will probably be taking a look at it, and I would not be surprised if he makes an endorsement. We're going to get out no. here, and instead of doing leftovers, I've been in contact with Jay, Osh, uh, Jay Ashcroft's people. Hopefully, he will wow. be calling in. Of course, uh, on the heels of him being swatted over the weekend, we'll be talking with Jay Ashcroft, we hope, in the final segment. You won't want to miss that.
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Welcome
1: back to the program. Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning, 8.52. We await a call from Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Uh, We're going to talk to him later in the week about the caucus system, about secretaries of state taking presidential candidates' names off the ballot. Bill Eigel is going to apparently file a bill about that. But the most pressing issue that we hope to talk to him about, and of course he's being inundated with media requests, and so we hope hope he'll join us here on what is normally the leftover section. But you know, we have to pivot to what's most important to you, and in this case uh, we believe this is... This is crucially important, don't you think, John Marsh? Because man, oh, for sure, you you can't have you can't have uh, you know public officials, elected officials, appointed officials, whoever they are, um, you can't have people having SWAT teams raid in on their house in you know middle of the night. This is crazy. What do we know while we await that? What do we know about uh, the elements of uh, Jay Ashcroft being swatted?
2: Jay, uh, got onto his ex account and said that, uh, they got a swatting call to the Jefferson City Police Department Sunday night. And like you said, that's a, when there's a false emergency report where somebody places a call to the cops and says something critical or, you know, untoward is going on. And, uh, they showed up, and I think uh Secretary of State's line was they handled it with a lot of professionalism and all. I know he was interviewed by the Post-Dispatch over the weekend and basically said he'd consider removing uh Joe B- uh, Biden from the upcoming presidential ballot in Missouri. If Colorado and Maine are allowed to keep Donald Trump off of it, so we, you know, you wonder if that prompted somebody to uh, go ahead and make the squatting call.
1: Yeah, and and I think it Jay um, lives in Jefferson City. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a tragic time in America when people for the just because of ideological or political differences have to pull these kind of maneuvers, and it speaks ill of. I mean, presumably this is the left. We would never know. I mean, that's the problem. As we talked about earlier. John, you don't know. I mean is it someone on a usually they're using a burner phone, right? So it's gonna be hard to 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 track. Could it could it be one of Jay Ashcroft's opponents? Could it be someone yeah. a false flag operator? Who knows what it is? But it's ridiculous. You would you would hope not, but you know politics. Yeah, and in that, I'm not going to go through the uh, the thing, but over the weekend, Nikki Haley was uh, was uh, called out uh, on, by, by a DeSantis pack. A couple of quotes that, you know, she recently said, I never said that I was inspired by Hillary Clinton. Well, some fact, ch- and they, they then used highly edited clips. What she actually said was she had been at leadership forums where, as a woman, Hillary Clinton says, look, when they tell you not to go for it, you go for it, girls. It was it was a women's leadership forum, you know, that's a totally different than she said over and over in those old quotes that they're now pulling out. But edited out, uh, you know, that that, that uh, in fact, uh, you know, that's that's they they were edited in no context. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft now joins us. Uh, boy, I tell you, in what sounds like a harrowing event. Thanks. Last minute for joining us, Jay. Appreciate it. Everything OK at home. Well.
5: Yeah, everything is, and really, I've got to start off by thanking the Jefferson City Police Department. Uh, obviously, when they get a call that uh, someone has killed their wife and and shot other people, they uh, oh. I'm sure the adrenaline starts for them, and um, you know it, it could have ended very badly. But um, I mean, I didn't know how to go through something like that. Never thought I'd be involved in it. But well, they just handled it with such professionalism that. Uh, you know it worked out it was a little scary when I was walking out of my house after I told my wife to take all the kids to the farthest part of the house away from the front door and I walked out with my hands up into the darkness to see who I was going to meet but uh, everything worked out well and I just thanked the police department
1: so how did that how did it unfold i mean was there were there were there loud knocks and yelling at the front door what what
5: happened how? no thankfully there were not um, There was a report to the police an anonymous report. And then the police uh, called my cell phone. And um of course I'm like, who are you? I don't know who you are calling me, but they were patient with me. And um I, I just thought they were very professional. They ended up with them asking me very politely, but somewhat forcibly to uh, walk out the front door of my house. They were quick to remind me not to be carrying anything and not to make any sudden movements. I did that and it worked out well. And uh, just, you know, this is why we need to support the police. This is why we need to thank people that are willing to do that, because it's dangerous for the police. They don't know what situation they're getting into. If it is not a swatting, but a true threat, they're putting their lives on the line.
1: Okay. Well, look, we're running out of time, but hopefully as things go forward, we uh, we can learn more about this. Maybe learn what can be done about it. I mean, we don't have any clue what can be done, because these are usually done on burner phones, right?
5: Uh, they do try to make them anonymously. Um, I definitely think we need to look at what the law is to make sure that when people do this to anyone, not just to an elected official, I don't like special laws, uh, that the penalties are severe. because. Yep. I can't imagine what might have happened if my son had been home alone and this had happened.
1: Yeah, and when we talk to A.G. Bailey next time, uh, severe is one thing. But how about swift and certain? Let's include that in there, too. We've got to find some deterrence in swift, certain, and severe punishment for this egregious, egregious action. Jay, we're glad you're safe. We're glad your family's safe. And I know there's going to be some psychological fallout from this, but hope you guys all stay well. Thanks very much for joining us. All right, there he is, Jay Ashcroft, just uh, off of a swatting. That wraps it up on Wake Up Mid-Missouri tune for the great gary nolan and of course brian hansen on the gary nolan show see you